Mixed Media Gaming. Welcome to the gaming segment of the Mixed Media Podcast. Uh, right now, we'll be doing arguing with Reddit. I'll be responding to some hot takes on Reddit, perhaps, or perhaps not arguing, but maybe agreeing with them. I don't know. We'll see. So, uh, yeah, there are three or four hot takes. I'm not really sure how many this time that I have not seen before, except one, which I've chosen myself. Sweet. So uh, I'm going to pull up the first hot take. And then uh, if you're just tuning in uh, to the pre-recorded version, Ben is messed up. We know. And we're, we're, we're getting to it. <laughs> the work in right. progress. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. So this one's from yourself, Nathan. So you can go ahead and explain it. Okay. Um, I'm going to actually read this in its entirety. I think it's quite the experience. So here we go. All right, it's titled, I'm Leaving Gaming Forever. All right, here, here's what it says. Hey, guys, I just turned 18, and to treat myself, I went away alone, no family, friends, or even my girlfriend. Three days at a private resort. Didn't leave my room for a second. I did this to contemplate my future as an adult and where gaming might fit in, among other things, of course. I spent thousands, if not tens of thousands, on digital and physical gaming-related things ranging from games to full sim setups for dogfights, driving cars, and at one point... I hope oh these commas are placed in odd places. It's messing me up. <laughs> At one point, I even had a fake jet ski rig for a, uh, for a car. Uh, simulator games won't ever leave my house due to the sheer investment I put in. But games like COD and Halo and Fortnite, although I've never really put... But games like COD and Halo and Fortnite, I assume it means are going to leave the house, although I, I've never really liked them. Okay, I actually don't always try to say that, but... <laughs> The big AAA multiplayer ga- games. Oh my god! Okay, I understand. Okay, the thing is, I read this before. It's just confusing because it's so oddly written that I'm reading again. And I'm like, what is he trying to say? I remember now. It's basically saying <laughs> games like COD and Halo, big uh, AAA multiplayer games, they all taste the same, uh, and no longer, no matter how long I played, I played for new kids coming. Keep the new kids are coming in, and sweating so hard. We're working twelve hour days. I want to come home for an hour of gaming, but it's impossible, especially in games like RSS and Warzone. These games become some people's lives and livelihoods, and it means they're just on another level. So I sold every one of my physical games on my console controllers, thanks to the memories. It's on r slash gaming, posted an hour ago. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to take this seriously or not, because <laughs> there's so many like random things in here. And I'm like, huh? Such as working 12-hour days. Okay, you could work 12-hour days, or you probably don't because you're, you're 18. It's kind of weird. I guess it's possible, right? But okay, so at first it's like, all right, it's kind of odd, right? But maybe it's possible. Work 12-hour days. You come home, you're going to play for an hour and go to sleep for whatever, and just do it again, which is tough, but okay. Um, but then he says things like, I went to a private resort for three days to think about gaming. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you paid to go to a private resort? Okay. He also says that he, he spent uh, thousands or tens of thousands on video games but he's only 18, so presumably he's had a job for at most like two years, right? So I'm not really sure how this works. Potentially his parents bought him things. Yeah, you know, once again, I don't really know. Maybe, maybe this is like a whole truth story, right? But regardless, it's very wacky. <laughs> it's kind of funny. But that's not really the point. Uh, um, the, uh, the thing is, like, uh, I guess that you can pull from this interesting uh, story is that some people think that uh, all the big AAA games... Um, they all taste the same in his words. And no matter how long you play them for, the new kids are just 
uh, in his words, sweat so hard. So they're just they're just good, right? I feel like I experienced this. I mentioned this with Fortnite, right? And just like being decimated in uh, when buildings turned on. They're probably kids, right? <laughs> uh, the I guess the new kids, but you know, I want to say this is you know, you join like the 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 no build mode. It's quite clear. People are still kids. They're just bad. That's the only difference. They're just they're just not good at it. Uh, so I wouldn't say that you know, new kids are always going to be you know the end of you and in, in all multiplayer games, um, uh, especially he says like you know, but it's impossible, especially in games like ours. That's a war zone. I these two games are like okay. I never played Rainbow Six Siege, but at least with Warzone, I feel like that's just not the case. <laughs> uh, you know, I have pretty mild to moderate FPS skills, but I can do you know just fine in, in Warzone. I feel like you know, oh yeah, like the sameness feeling them all. I don't know. I mean, I, I, obviously, like sameness is like a spectrum, right? It's like it's not like either it is the same or it's not the same. It's like it could be kind of the same, you know. <laughs> I guess I guess with the examples he pulls up, like uh, like COD, Halo, and Fortnite, none of them are really the most original ideas ever. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, two of them are just sequels, right? Like you know, Infinite Sequel series is pretty much. Um, and Fortnite, I mean, it's just a derivative of, of the Battle Royale genre, so. Not really the most unique thing ever, but uh, I'd say they have their, you know, their own distinctions that make them worth existing, I guess. It's a pretty mild, hot take, I guess, but I just thought the whole story around it was pretty funny, so, yeah. Also, but, I don't know, I kind of feel bad, because, like, if this person actually is working 12 hours a day, I kind of feel, feel bad, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, this one is from Producer Wife. And it's a list. So it says EA makes good games as a zero, of course. Uh, <laughs> Mass Effect, Mirror's Edge, Dragon Age, Skate, Dead Space, Need for Speed, Peggle, Titanfall, Unravel, Apex, Fallen Order. And I assume this is uh, plenty spicy because of the, 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 the general hatred uh, towards EA um, <laughs> as a company. But the games that they make are very varied. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess the first reply, like uh, reply says, like just the headsets you define make, right? They make them, I guess, in part. Um, some of those series might go, might start before EA acquired the company that made them. I'm not actually sure about a lot of those, though. Like Mass Effect was that originally under EA? I'm not actually sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they certainly fund them, and so I guess. Yeah, they're part of the making process, right? They certainly deserve some credit, you know, um, and provide, I don't know, probably certain resources like, uh, I assume, like marketing and whatnot, you know, things that publishers tend to tend to uh, provide. So in some sense, yeah, like, they made them. So, and if you consider these all good games, I mean, that's kind of, I can't say these are any of these are objectively bad games. So I guess there's a case we made that, yes, there's a list of games that were in part made by EA that are good. Um, but if you say, like, like, make like i don't know i, I guess like would a producer, a producer of a movie make a movie i think so right is they just they're part of the making process you know like it really depends i mean <laughs> i mean assuming, the, assuming like like i understand producers might have different like like um uh like, like they might be more or less involved depending on the producer but i mean like a pure like funding producer like you know you do what you well okay yeah doesn't necessarily do this but you know, I had to simplify things, just like you do what you want to do. Here's the money, you know? Yeah. Uh, so producer wife is telling me to check the first comment after, after the uh, post 
for the spicy bit. So uh, let me go check that out real quick. So it says, uh, fun fact, EA didn't make a single one of those games. All they did was F with their development and force microtransactions into them. So I guess <laughs> I guess that's the, uh, the feeling. Um, I guess. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really... Uh... I don't know. I haven't played enough EA games to. I never really felt the uh, microtransactionness of of EA because I haven't played enough EA games. Or for example, Mirror's Edge literally has none, right? I don't. I don't think that exists. I could be wrong. I don't know. I can't recall. I, I don't. I played Dead Space before. Dead Space. It's just. It just has none. <laughs> there are no microtransactions in Dead Space. I played the first one. I played the third one. I think. Um, yeah. Um, no microtransactions there. In fact, I'm. There's, yeah, there's literally no way to spend money. I don't think there's any DLC either. I think you only just buy the base game and that's it. Um, so, I mean, okay, so then, I mean, if you're taking it, you know, once again, very, like, literal sense, did EA make it? Yeah, I guess in part, you put Dead Space on the list, and no microtransactions, therefore, you could say EA makes good game, at least in one good game, <laughs> and that good game is Dead Space. But <laughs> uh, well, I, I, uh, I don't think there are microtransactions in Mass Effect, right? Clearly, this is not like a thing for every single game. So, yeah, I think you could say, assuming these games were made, which I think Dead Space, I don't know who Dead Space, the studio behind Dead Space, to be honest. So, I don't know if they were like acquired by EA or they've always been under EA. Um, so, I'm not actually sure where that falls. But um, if it does fall under like EA uh, having actually created it in part, then yeah, I guess EA makes good games. I'm not saying they're, you know, on average, you know, the highest quality of, like, you know, gaming cuisine necessarily. But, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just affirming that, yes, there are good games that EA has made. Nice, nice. Okay. Um, this last one is from Ben. Let me pull it up. Uh, ben, if you want to describe. Yeah, so... It's a really, really long post. Um, this person basically says um, they're trying to figure out uh, why games today have such poor writing. And the person says that it seems to take issue with uh, the general claim that he, he or she or they seem to have encountered all over the place, which is that the reason the games have poor writing is because they focus so much on interactivity. Uh, and he compares this to tabletop uh, and pen and paper RPGs such as Dungeons and Dragons and says that those uh, games are built on interactivity um, and that despite the, the fact despite that fact um, they you know the, the worlds that they create are so interesting um, and unique and you know you can like write books based in these worlds even if the worlds are kind of only sketchily you know developed in, in, in the game because they're just so uh, you know, they, they allow so much to go on. Um, and so he thinks that that's not, you know, that's not a, the, the fact that games are, choose interactivity um, instead of a traditional linear approach is not a valid excuse for uh, why game writing today is so bad. Yeah, I think I agree, at least in part with that. Uh, like, writing is the one thing that I have no idea about within, like, the game dev world. Like, I don't, like, I never studied writing. But I've, you know, dabbled into, you know, like the visual side of things and the auditory side of things and whatnot, game design. But writing, I'm a bit clueless about. But, uh, you know, I, I can, I think at least, can tell when, when a narrative isn't very good, <laughs> isn't very appealing. Um, I think a lot of times, yeah, it's probably suffered because of the fact that it's a, 
they're, they're trying to take advantage of the fact that it's a game. And so they make it, you know, inter- like, uh, push interaction in some way that negatively affects the writing. So, you know, in games where, you know, think about story-based games where you have options you can choose from, right? And, you know, I mean, if you make so many of those options, I am going to assume that, you know, the narrative team, the writing team has probably diluted their talent in making a bunch of, like, different options and stuff like that um, that aren't even necessarily very important to the story to begin with. You get to this, like, weird, like, things with, like, uh, little narrative dissidents where, like, if you give your, like, if you give your character, like, a, a strong, like, like a, like, a very strong identity, right, and you give, like, the player a bunch of choices, it's like, well, they're really only one choice that, like, the character would actually do, right? Or maybe you can say, arguably, there are two, you know, or, you know, whatever. But if you have, like, four or so choices, might be like, well, some of these are, like, literally, like, the character wouldn't do that, right? And so it's literally, like, the writing just jumped off a bridge just to, just to like give the player an option that might not even matter in the end. It might not literally lead to literally lead to like one different voice line, you know, a quick exchange having a slightly different voice line, and then with the you know the game carries on the same way. So yeah, I guess um, at least with like interactive choices, I'd say that I don't think it has to be this way, right? Um, I'm sure there are examples of games that do this just fine, especially games that give you like a blank slate character where. Well, your character really can't do anything out of the ordinary because your character's a blank slate. Now, is this good for narrative? I mean, it sounds hard to have a blank slate character like that that you are do you are in, entirely in control of because that means, well, if you ever want to take control away from the player and you want to have your, player, your character say something, well, they should act according to how the character is, but the character is defined by you. So the, the developers can't know what like what the character should say in whatever you know sort of hard-to-find uh, situation they might find themselves in. So yeah, it's certainly a tough, tough issue for story-based games and uh, uh, with, you know, uh, specifically dialogue and, and behavior and stuff like that. Um, yeah, you don't have this issue with, like, uh, a linear game where developers know exactly who the character is, and so the character's going to say things that the character should say, do things the character should do, and uh, all that good stuff. I think, I think it was the second, uh, second thing that I wanted to say, too. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So in like non, like story based. Okay, there are a lot of games where like they're not really story based, right? They have a story that's kind of just slapped on. Sometimes, sometimes it's fine, right? Sometimes it's like uh, it's like world building in a way, and, like but like it's not really like a big story to it, right? It's not really like a. Um, I'm trying to think of a game. Uh, oh, okay. Recently, I've been playing Dirty Bomb because I found out people still play that game, so that's kind of crazy. But it has a, it has a story behind it, right? Most, most people who play the game probably have no idea what the story is, so it doesn't really matter that much. But, you know, there's a story of the name of the game's called Dirty Bomb because it involves a dirty bomb that exploded and bad things happened to London and whatever, whatever right? Uh, and so you have a story behind it. It's all for, like, setting. It's all just setting, right? There's no, like, that is it. <laughs> there's no, like, other other um, purpose to it. And I think this is fine, right? It's, like, it's not really, like, there's not really any writing involved necessarily, right? That, I mean... Technically, every character has their own biographies, but it doesn't really matter, you know. <laughs> uh, so I wouldn't say there's any like in terms of like certain types of games, the writing can be like, you know, background garbage. It doesn't really matter that much. Just like fluff to like set, set the stage for the world. I mean, you know, that can be done wrong too, probably. You know, if you really mess up. <laughs> but I think it's a lot more simple than trying to shove a story into like a into like a choose your own adventure type game or something like that. So, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. Cool, cool. Yeah, I found it interesting uh, that one of the uh, commenters said uh, tabletop RPG is a completely different beast entirely. 
like uh you know when you have a narrator and uh, they like sort of like adapt the story um because it's human so <laughs> they could sort of uh mold the story uh to to go along with the tabletop rpg but that was an interesting comment cool well i guess that's it for our, our arguing with reddit segment sure. uh thank you for watching this segment of the mixed media podcast um next up we'll be doing uh i'm not sure something either ben or irving's and they have both interesting topics so if you're watching the pre-recorded or not pre-recorded the recorded version of uh of this podcast be sure to check out their segments and uh yeah big whip outside i'm cruising big stick inside no losing better watch out for the snake and judas says don't ask them who this is i bet they know what i'm moving in i bet i show it into a damn how you hate and then lose again how you hating my vibes why you wasting my time getting hype on my line tell a man i don't want feedback i just want relax brand new with two-tone i need that brand new hit you know like lean back brand new bits i live in we back man you never gonna like us get them on sight now let them all like that way they know i'm all right just look at my life i'm living all right i'm nice you know i'm all right cause looking like christ no need for the hype or fight or telephone vipers no need for the telephone vipers <laughs>